Hey everyone, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world. We were curious about what back to school is gonna look like for our students this year in Beaufort County. We figured you might be too. Our Chamber President and CEO, Bill Miles, sat down with Dr. Frank Rodriguez, our Superintendent of Schools, to find out what's in store, what he's planning, and what lies ahead. Take a listen. Dr. Rodriguez, thank you for sitting down with us today. And uh, uh, again, I've told you this before, and I'll tell you again, we're delighted to have you in Beaufort County. Thank you so much. For our listeners this morning, I thought that uh, what we would do is maybe just go back a few a few years. Yeah. And uh, you're working in uh, the school district of the Palm Beach, from Palm Beach. Yes, sir. And been there uh, before you came here, I think, just almost 18 years, maybe a month or two short, and uh, in a regional superintendent position. Well, that spring, you decided to apply for a job in Beaufort County to become yes. the Beaufort County superintendent. And um, and you get that job. Yeah. You arrive in Beaufort County in July. Uh, you came several times before you started the job. And I remember getting yeah. an opportunity to sit down and have lunch with you and thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. Knew that uh, from day one and, and bite one, really, yeah. that you were the, the right guy for the job. But So you get here and then immediately... There's a $344 million bond referendum facing yeah. you yeah. and uh, the biggest in the school district history and what many thought would be a, a very heavy lift. And it was, and many thought it couldn't be done, but it was. Yeah. And uh, congratulations to you. And then six months later, we deal with the pandemic. Yeah. So uh, six months into your job, you've, you've had that. So let's talk this morning and today a little bit to our listeners about what it was like arriving in Beaufort County, maybe getting that bond referendum passed. And I think it might have really, well, it's a blessing for the entire region, but it might have been a blessing to you because you were on the road doing the road show, presenting yeah. the facts about the referendum, yeah. meeting a lot of people. Yeah. So let's talk through that and then we'll talk to where we are today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I when I first uh, was thinking about applying for the position, as you mentioned, I, I came here and spent some time here uh, for about four days uh, before I actually applied. And and I traveled around the county and I, and I visited uh, every school from the outside because I wanted to get an understanding and see a little bit about the kids we were serving, right? And the communities that we would be serving here. And, uh, and then, uh, I, I spoke with people and asked a lot of questions and, and, uh, shared with them that I would thinking about moving here and what could they tell me about our school system and learned a lot about our school system. And, uh, and, and I, I, to be honest with you, I fell in love with, uh, with the place. I mean, I, I just uh, absolutely love it. It's a gorgeous place we live in. We're blessed to be here. And, uh, I told my wife, I said, uh, I'm, I'm I love it. I'm excited about it. Uh, and I reflected and thought if I could make a positive contribution before actually applying and, and felt that eventually thinking about it. And I felt that I could make a positive contribution here and, and decided to apply. And so, as you mentioned, uh, when I applied, um, right on, there was a, a $344 million bond referendum and, uh, and, and a short time, uh, to, to really get that community uh, understanding about what was in that bond referendum. And so, uh, so what I did, uh, um, I, I knew that I couldn't just come in and talk to people about a bond referendum. So the first thing I did was do a listen and learn tour. Uh, and I traveled around the county and visited, uh, every one of our communities and, and engaged with, with our parents to try to make a connection and build trust with them. 
uh, that was one of the things I learned when I when I came before I applied was that they they wanted uh, a connection with their superintendent and they wanted uh, they, they saw trust as an opportunity that that we needed to bridge. And so so I, uh, I, I I did that and and I that was so helpful because I got to meet so many people. I got to uh, to learn more even more about our community and I asked them three questions. I mean, what are we most proud of about Beaufort County Schools? What are we doing really, really well? What can we, uh, uh, what can we improve upon? Right. Those, so what's happening really well? What can we improve upon? And how do we work together to do that? And so, uh, that was a really good introduction for me because I, I, like I said, I met so many wonderful people and got a chance to engage with them. And then I came back around again to talk about the referendum. And so, uh, sharing what's in the content of that referendum, um, how it was designed, how it had such community input uh, uh, from the beginning, and how it touched every aspect of our of our of our uh, community, and 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 then uh, we got into the finances of it as we talked about it, and uh, and then I told everybody something that I thought was really important for them to hear, and that was that I would be establishing putting together a citizen-led oversight committee to um, to monitor. How the district is managing the um, the referendum projects and and every penny of that of that work, and so that was a really powerful and important piece. Of course, we have that citizen led oversight committee filled with uh, tremendous expertise on that committee. That's right here in Beaufort County, <laughs> and uh, and and I think that was really helpful. And I'm grateful because our community overwhelmingly supported it. With uh, uh, over seventy percent approval rating, uh, we know that that great school districts uh, are passing those bond referendums about every four years, uh, so that they can take care of the capital maintenance work that that really needs to happen uh, with the schools and make sure that uh, we're providing good learning environments for for our students. And so grateful for that uh, outpouring of support from the community in that referendum. And as you mentioned, uh, not long after that. Uh, you know, the work on the referendum began immediately, uh, once it was passed and, and, uh, um, the, the pandemic was upon us in March, you know, and, and, uh, one of the things that I can't, uh, underestimate is the power of having gone around talking and engaging with the community ahead of time, uh, because, because that, I was able to build that connection and able to build that trust with people. I let them see who I am as a leader. And I think that was uh, really an important piece uh, when you're having to deal with a pandemic. It um, it seems like you've been here, I think, two years, almost two months, maybe. And mm -hmm. it, it seems like you've been here a lot longer than that. <laughs> and I mean that in the best way possible. Yes, sir. And that, uh, again, is a, a real credit to you for getting out and being so accessible and meeting with groups and individuals. And so we appreciate your leadership on that. Let's, let's fast forward. If we could, it's August. And in August, we know what that means in South Carolina and many other uh, states across the country. And that's, it's time for school to start. Yes, sir. What, what does the 2021, 2022 school year look like? Well, we, uh, we're going to be back in classrooms uh, five days a week. You know, there's a, a, a proviso uh, that, uh, doesn't doesn't allow for the requirement of masks in schools. So uh, 
mass, although highly encouraged, would be optional for our students and our staff. Um, we, we're, what I'm most excited about is having our kids back in school. Um, one of the things we learned over the course of the last year was that uh, although I, I believe that we managed the pandemic very, very well uh, in, with our mitigating strategies and protocols that we had in place, uh, one of the things is, is that uh, virtual instruction, although works fine for, for some students, uh, the majority, the vast majority of students uh, need to be in school, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and so we started last year on a uh, all virtual format and we did that for a month. And then uh, while we monitored data and, depend- and and how it was spreading in schools, because at that time, nobody really knew how it spreads in school. If it does it spread right. in school or not? So we started cautiously. We, we transitioned to a hybrid approach and then we transitioned to five days a week in January. And what we heard and saw from our kids in January was that they really felt they needed it and they really wanted to be back in school um, because, because the learning was so much easier for them when they were in school. One of the things that, that uh, uh, state data, you know, is projecting is that seven to eight out of 10 kids in grades three through eight would be uh, behind grade level. And that's the real impact of the pandemic. And so there's a lot of academic learning loss that we will be recovering over it's a multi, multi-year approach uh, to, to managing it because it doesn't, it doesn't happen just in one year. So, so uh, we're going to have things in place to support that academic recovery with kids um, after school uh, programming, tutorial support. We're really building on the fine arts. We feel that through fine arts, that's one way that we can really connect uh, with kids, keep them engaged and still develop their learning in terms of uh, improving their academics in the core subject areas. So school, uh, we want to, uh, we want to make it as normal as possible. Uh, we know there are still, uh, there's still pandemics out there. We're watching it closely. Uh, but there are things like masks that we can't require and, uh, virtual is actually very, very limited option. Um, and there's a, there's, I believe another, proviso out there that limits it to 5% of enrollment for, for virtual options. So ours is, is really less than that because we have at the middle school for a hundred seats of virtual for students who had uh, been on virtual before and demonstrated success in the virtual environment. Right. And so, so uh, what we want to do is get our hands on our kids in school and have them there in front of us where we feel we can teach them uh, most effectively. With the pandemic, uh, I believe through the state of South Carolina, the Beaufort County School District will receive $4.9 million, almost $5 million in, in CARES Act money. Uh, what do you see that money going, going towards? Yeah, the, the, the money that, that we've received uh, goes in the following ways. It's uh, PPE equipment to support uh, schools, uh, it also goes into academic recovery uh, programming uh, for to, to deal with learning loss. Uh, uh, some of the, the programs and initiatives that we put in place academically, uh, we're targeting some of that. Uh, the enhanced sanitation protocols that we have. Uh, so we're keeping that focus on academic recovery and, uh, and a safe learning environment. 
in the, the community, you, you, I think, and I hope since you've been here, you've seen that it's a very supportive community towards the school district. And, and what are some, some ways that, uh, uh, for our listeners, that, that the community, our residents can, can help you and the Beaufort County yeah. School District and our, and our teachers. Yeah, I, you know, I, I really look at this uh, as we, you know, we emerged from the last year. Uh, I, I see this as a as a moonshot moment, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great opportunity to galvanize uh, the support of all of our community. Because, Bill, as you mentioned, um, we live in a very generous community, and I'm not talking about generous and just just financial generosity. I'm talking about uh, also the skill set. There's such a vast array of skill sets from people who live here, who've retired here. Uh, we have retired teachers. We have scientists. We have, you name it, we have it in our community. And, and I have found them to be very willing to give, uh, of their time, of their talent, uh, and of their treasure, you know, and so, so I find, uh, th- that the types of things that we can benefit from is the expertise that they have, right? If we can, uh, we can tap into that, uh, either mentoring programs, either, uh, uh, they have volunteer time that they can come in and support a particular classroom during any given time of, uh, reading with kids. Uh, um, if they're former teachers or educators, we can certainly tap into their skill set and, uh, and, and, and do small learning, uh, uh, groups with kids. And so there's a, a vast array, you know, here, here's here's something out there, right? If 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 somebody has a love for uh, for trains, right? Mm-hmm. I got a place for them, right? Because because I can engage our kids in, in this is your hobby and this is your specialty and this is your love. After school programming, uh, I can have a session for you for kids, right? right? We want our kids to get a well-rounded education, and it's not just about the the core academic standards that they got to, they have to have. We're going to do that and work through that during the day and support that in the after school. But we want them to benefit from the, just the tremendous wealth of, of opportunities and things that we have in our community and that our people bring to the table. And, and so if you've got something like that and you want to talk about it, give us a call because we'll find a place for you. That's terrific. Um, education, you, I think, Maybe in one of our previous conversations, was your mother a teacher? No, my my father uh, uh, was a college professor. My uh, sister in law is uh, is a teacher in uh, in Miami, uh, Florida. My uncle was a teacher in Tennessee. So uh, so we've got educators in our family. Absolutely, and that uh, I'm sure their passion is just just like yours. And, yes, uh, certainly passionate about what you do. What's it like um, uh, for a teacher who has the superintendent's kids? I know you have two children. Yes. And uh, I was just, you know, as I was thinking about talking today, <laughs> I was wondering what it's like for a teacher to be teaching the superintendent's kids. Well, I, that's a great question. And, uh, I, you know, I'm I'm kind of well aware that 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 could be uncomfortable for 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 them at times. But uh, but my uh, uh one of the things we try to do is, is, uh, my wife really is, is heavily involved in registrations and any teacher conferences or any of those types of things. But I, uh, I can tell you, I have found wonderful teachers here, um, that have been really so, so receptive to, uh, my family. And, and certainly when I walk classrooms, sometimes I walk into a classroom 
where my kids are at, you know, and, and, uh, uh, that's always a funny thing because, because, <laughs> uh, I'm all, you know, I always check on them and, uh, and see how they're doing. But, but, uh, uh, teachers are, are wonderful. And I, I, I think, I believe that they've, uh, had a good experience with my kids in class and, and know that I respect their professionalism and, uh, and the work that they do. And, and my kids have had a wonderful experience here in the classroom. Has their transition from moving from Florida to, to Beaufort County been a good one for them? It really has. Yes. They've uh, met friends uh, uh, almost immediately and and got connected. My uh, my wife as well. So it's been it's been a wonderful experience for my family. It was a it was a very smooth and easy transition for them. You, you love the area. Um, you love the low country. You fell in love with it quickly. And, um, what are, what are some of your favorite things or things that you like to do about the, in the area? In the area? Well, we're, we're very much an outdoor family, right? And so, uh, we kayak quite a, quite a bit. Um, we're out for bike rides. Uh, and I have to tell you, if you're going to go through a pandemic, no better place to go through a pandemic than right here in Beaufort County. We have so many beautiful outdoor things you can do. So we love to do that. Uh, uh, love the food in the low country. You know, the pandemic, uh, uh, I hear people sometimes talking about how, uh, not they put on a lot of weight during the pandemic. It was the opposite for me. I, I lost about 20 pounds and I think it was the stress related to, <laughs> to managing it, but, uh, but I'm working on putting that back because, uh, we've got such good food in the area. Uh, so we love our restaurants and, uh, uh, you know, the other thing it had a wonderful experience with the blue angels. I got a chance to go up with the Blue Angels, so that was a, oh. a unique experience. And uh, uh, I, uh, quite frankly, just just blessed to be here. Love the area. This um, final question for you today is: What are you looking forward to most this year, this school year? I'm looking forward to having our students back in school, where we can really, really, really make an impact on their academic learning. Well, thank you. We're talking today with Dr. Frank Rodriguez. The superintendent of Beaufort County Schools. And I think if you were to look in uh, the dictionary under servant leader, uh, certainly right up there at the top would be Dr. Frank Rodriguez. And Dr. Rodriguez, again, Beaufort County is blessed to have you as our superintendent. And um, uh, we don't get the opportunity enough to say thank you. But on behalf of a grateful chamber of commerce, a, a business community, we want to say thank you to you, your associates, your teachers, for the great job that you all do in Beaufort County. So thank you very much. And also thank you for being with us today. Bill, thank you. And thank the chamber. I mean, you did a wonderful job bringing our community together and lots of dialogue and conversation as we, as we all manage that pandemic piece and, and our, you know, partners like, uh, like the hospital and Hilton Head Hospital and, and they've been wonderful, um, all the way through. Uh, but our entire community is fantastic and we're, we're blessed to be here. So thank you for you, what you do as well. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. Never miss an episode of the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast by subscribing to our channel on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, and Amazon. Just about anywhere you can get the Chamber Channel podcast. 